Hey guys, this is uh, Dear Scooter. Uh, we're proud to present, Sleep With Me podcast is proud to present Game of Drones presenting a Napcast. This is just a couple segments of uh, Game of Drones episode towards the end that you might not have heard. In about a 20 to 30 minute segment, perfect length, hopefully to take a nap to. Now it's nap season Thanksgiving, you might not need this nap cast, but maybe, uh, what is it, the cr- crazy uh, buying stuff Friday, you might need it, Saturday, Sunday, whenever. Go ahead and tuck it away, you know, for a little mini hibernation, right? And uh, if this you're randomly finding this, this is a little segment of the Sleep With Me podcast, the podcast to put you to sleep. Find it on iTunes, on any podcast, thingamajig. Or www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, this is Tommen, your friend Tommen here. I'm here to tell you another, well, continuing tale of Brave Sir Pounce. Now, in case you don't know, I'm Tommen, uh, brother of Marcet, my, my, my sister's, uh, my brother's the uh, jerk and who's currently king. King Joffrey, so if you, you might have been listening last week and thinking, I couldn't feel worse for poor, piteous Tommen, poor, sad Tommen. Now I do, and you should, kind of, but I have the best friend a boy could have, the best friend a human could have, and the best friend that Joff will never have, and that's Brave Sir Pounce, my best friend. The best friend to him is me. Tommen. If you ask Sir Pounce, who's your best friend? They'll say, Tommen's my best friend. He's the one man in the world who knows all my favorite scratching parts that can make me purr, and whose voice calms me, and whose presence I enjoy being. Even if you learn my secret petting spots, I would still be best friends with Tommen because I am brave Sir Pounce, and Tommen is my loyal best friend, Tommen. So yeah, I'm here to tell you. Now we were just starting out Sir Pounce in the quest away, he had dealt with this pirate Roberts who was a braggart. And Sir Pounce said he's going to pluck a whisker from a cat in all of the eight kingdoms of Westeros. And the pirate said, you never will. And Sir Pounce said, you'll buy me the greatest ship ever cat has ever sailed in. And to note, Sir Pounce wants me to, to note that Sir Pounce is not afraid of the sea, but if he, ha- if he has a... Uh, uh, automatic physical reaction to the sea. And so the greatest ship a cat has ever sailed in would have to make the cat unaware he's in the sea. And that makes Sir Pounce laugh. He's laughing as I talk because he said, that is a task that we will see is not as easy as it sounds. And that pirates should just keep their friggin' mouths shut. What is, oh, don't say that. Just pirates should keep their mouths shut. And I'm glad that people liked my, uh, Sir Pounce imitation, and some people said it was a little st- creepy, but uh, I may or may not do it again. But Sir Pounce, he was there in the whatever aisles or wherever he was, and he said, Roberts, I will return here in some time hence, and I don't want you dying of the gout or liver disease or venereal disease. What's that, Sir Pounce? What's venereal disease? Keep going. Okay, I'm going keep going. He says, or oh, whatever. 
I will be back, and you better be here, or I will find you, because I am I'm brave Sir Pounce. And so, Sir Pounce set off on his quest for whiskers from a different cat. And Sir Pounce, I, I still don't understand the whiskering thing, what it stands for, but he, Sir Pounce set off. And the first place he set off was a little place called the Vale. The, the Vale. And Sir Pounce said, that's tucked away. And you go down this this narrow road. And Sir Pounce said, you know, there's men trying to block you. But they sleep at night. And they are frightened when they hear nothing. But they feel a cat passing by. And I like to touch their eye with my tail and freak them out. And so Sopranos did that for a while, and he would do it, and they would hit each other because they would say, stop doing that. And Sopranos said that was such fun. So then Sopranos wandered into the, the greater Vale area. Uh, you know, I don't know what they call it, but there's a castle there up high in the sky. And Sopranos climbed and climbed and climbed and rolled and laughed and played in the grass and smelled it and used the potty and licked puddles and jumped on people that were going up to carry things. They had an elevator, and Sir Pounce would jump in and eat something and jump, jump back out. That was his brave Sir Pounce, and he's a trickster, that Sir Pounce. Oh, yes, he is. But when he had a look around, there was a man there speaking with his staff, saying he was going away to work with the king. Now, this was of many years ago. The king happened to be my father, who is gone now. And, uh, you know, you might be wondering how Tommen feels about having his father gone forever from the world. Yeah, I don't, I just wonder, you know, is Joff my father now that he's king? Because that is with mother and Uncle Jamie and father. I don't think I could be more confused, Sir Pounce. Just keep telling the story. And push the feelings down. Okay. I'm going to push those feelings away and tell you a story, because that's what I'm I'm doing. If I told you a story about my feelings, it would be about a green spotted creature that stares at me in with a look like a mean scepter and says, Gross, 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 Sir Tom, and your feelings are so gross, and you are a strange boy who should feel like he has strange spots. Okay, I'm going to go keep going, Sir Pounce, yes. So where was I? Okay, so this man, Airman, air Airman, was, uh, and he was nice to me, John Airman. He was so nice to me when he was here, and he said, I'm sorry, your father has had too much wine, Tom, and what, what could I do for It was like he was a, he attempted to be a father to my father, and... A little bit to me, but Mother said, stay away from that man. His time messing about in my business is soon to end. Um, but so he was speaking to his staff, and he was very kind. So Pounce liked him very much. And he said, I'll be off. And then he took off. So Sir Pounce said, oh, okay, he's off to help the king, I guess. And Sir Pounce had a book around, and uh, he sensed something was strange as the the airman rolled off. And then Sir Pounce said, I'll stay around here and just take things in from a, a hiding spot. And then he watched as the uh, woman there, some woman in charge, she was yelling 
and screaming about dusting and cleaning and why do you clean like that out the moon door and the person went through the floor and her son was like out the moon door with all of you and then uh, Sir Pounce noticed she was feeding her son milk even though as Sir Pounce said he's like this was worse than your this mother was worse than your mother many times worse Tom and I'm so glad this boy he, Sir Patamon, you have so much to be grateful for that you are not this boy with this mother. So it's just, and when you're crying, I know you won't be able to remember that, Tommen, but there are worse children off than you. Many, many. I've heard of children that, you know, live inside trees, too. But so, uh, Sir Pounce was watching, and she was feeding, and there was milk dripping on the ground, I guess because the boy was saying, Making sound, I don't know. So Pounce said it was disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, to me, I find what find it. I want to. I said, More, tell me more about this milking. And Sir Pounce said, No, Tommen, those are the feelings you must. Uh, I don't know, even know what to do with them till I go to the school for dealing with Tommen's problems. I'll need four degrees. Oh, but Sir Pounce cannot help me. I sometimes I fear that. Oh, you can get in my lap. Thank you, Sir Pounce. Oh, Sir Pounce. Oh, thank you. Sir Pounce rubbed his chin on my arm. Thank you. All, all is well now. And so Sir Pounce saw another cat, a lady cat, go and try to lick some of the milk up. And the boy said, I, I hate that cat is stealing my milk. That's my milk. I want it back. And the mother said to the gods, catch the cat. And then the cat scurried up that things and the gods were chasing and then bumping into each other and so Pound said oh dear this is not right and he uh, pushed over some candles and started a fire to distract them he started another tapestry on fire and they went and the cat was gone and so Pounce, of course found her later on and he said uh, what if what is this she was hiding in the cell overlooking the outside and Sir Pounce said what a beautiful lady you are you have to live in this indoor outdoor situation and that horrible woman and she said oh she is terrible the problem is she has wonderful milk she has the best milk I've ever tasted and this is not the only human milk I've had and I can't you know I know but uh I know I'm risking my life but this is what's your name and he said I'm Sir Pounce pleased to meet you and she said, I'm Lady, Lady, I'm Lady Lutia. Nice to meet you. And Sir Pounce said, uh, yeah, so she's got some good milk, huh? And she said, oh, delicious. And Sir Pounce, I'd like to, you know, look, uh, you got a look in your eye. And she said, I do. And if I had some more milk, I'd have a look in both my eyes and the rest of me. And Sir Pounce said, done. Follow me, my lady. And Sir Pounce went down, he had to think of a plan to get some milk. And so what he did was he, uh, he, uh, hid. But the first thing Sir Pounce did was he went down and found where the boy ate things other than milk. And he put some stuff in the boy's milk. And Sir Pounce said, I can't tell you because I can't trust you to put it, not put it in your sister or your brother's food. And don't ever put anything in your brother's sister's food or you'll be in some prison. Ah, uh, but Sir Pounce said, don't worry about how I did it, but I put some magic stuff in there. And it hurt the boy's throat, so he couldn't drink the milk. I uh, couldn't drink anything for a few days. 
but his mother, she was still making the milk. And then the boy went, and he really needed the milk when he finally, his throat was a little bit better, and there was, and then Sir Pounce jumped behind a tapestry and scared the boy off, and the lady cat hit uh, something on the woman's head, and the milk spilled everywhere or something, I don't know. And the two drank all this milk. And Sir Pounce said, we were so full of milk and the warmth and the heady smell of this milk, Tom, and it was wonderful. And I said, I'd like to have some of that milk. It's all I can think about. He said, no, Tom, and the milk is not a, it's a story made up story. And he said, Tom, and I plucked a whisker and I plucked another whisker and I plucked a lot of whiskers. Oh, boy. And that was it for the veil, Tom, and, and that was it for tonight. I'm, it's like I'm full of that wonderful milk. Awful person. Wonderful milk, Tom. It's strange. Uh, and don't don't think about it, Tom. It's just a, oh boy, I should have never told you the story. That's what Sapout said. And you probably shouldn't have, because all I can think about is, oh no, I know I should push these things down, these pictures in my mind. Well, I, I should just pet Sapounce and try to clear. Sapounce is clawing at his head like he's trying to clear his mind, too. But thank you for listening. This is Tommen and his best friend, Sir Pounce, and the greatest cat in the world. And we will deal with this Joff situation, and we'll be back soon with another story. Thank you. Tommen and Pounce, out. Hey, guys, it's me, Prairnan, your uh, humble servant here on Westeros. And, uh, you know, Prairnan, Crone, sweet Crone, Miller, God of the Flowers and... Uh, added sugars and whatever, waters and eggs and batters and grind, you know, stuff. Thank you, uh, Smith. Oh, Smith melted stuff, melted metals and casting and hammering and ironing and stuff. Jester, God goofing around and making people look silly. And of course, Barky, the oldest God, but not the, uh, not the moldiest God. No doubt about it. You know, uh, you're, you're a god that's, you know, you got rings. You run rings around the other gods, pardon the pun. You know, like rings. You got Barky, you got rings. Oh, you might not know this, Barky, actually. Like if someone cuts you down, God forbid, or Barky forbid, I guess, um, you know, they can count the rings in you to see how many years there are. And that might not even be true. I'm not a scientist. I'm not even, I, I, I barely, I've gotten arrested in an Arboretum before. Not charged, but uh, uh, and I was under, you know, I wasn't 18, so so there, Barky, it's not it. But anyway, I didn't cut any trees down there, and I wouldn't. I mean, well, it was circumstance. But anyway, Barky, um, I don't know if you knew that. Um, it turns out those Groot, those dancing Groots, I was thinking about buying you one, Barky, but uh, I should have pre-ordered it when I saw it two months ago. I didn't. That thing sold out for Christmas. Those are going to be going on eBay for a fortune, probably. So, sorry about that, Barky. Um, I don't know if you what holiday practice anyway, so you won't miss it. And I don't know if you got those DVDs, but, you know, because if not, uh, the second round of DVDs I borrowed from the library, so I need them back. And uh, because of, not because of the fines, I'll pay the fines. It's just not fair to the other users. Um, and then, you know, um, so, you know, either put some money in a tree or either put some money in a tree or, um, you know, when you're done with the DVDs, 
uh, you know, well, anyway, I don't want to pressure you, Barky. So I've got some good news, bad news. Uh, you probably, I mean, it's always funny telling you guys the news because you're, uh, you know, depending on how you see things, making the news happen or watching it as it unfolds or knowing about it. Crone, yeah, you're supposed to let me know about this stuff. So good news, that alderman's taken care of. We can get into the details, but uh, that's all done. Um, bad news. Oh, uh, little side effect of the alderman and the rising, of apparent rising of the dead of these people and invade, um, a little religious schism going on. And hopefully, uh, that's too, hopefully it won't spread any further through Westeros. But someone, there's a, some things I said were misinterpreted and like some sort of, uh, um, I wish I paid more attention when they're talking about Martin Luther and Pharisees and the Sanhedrins because I messed, I think I messed, I think I started a religious, uh, possibly war, um, hopefully not. And, um, Good news, Miller, Jester, you guys are now officially gods, at least with this uh, new group. Uh, they call themselves the Severed Souls. Um, well, we, we could talk about that, but better not talk about it right now because hopefully it'll just go away. That's what I've been. That's why I've been just lying low past couple of days, waiting to pray to you, hoping this thing would all resolve itself. Of course, it didn't gods? You know, I, I know I should just be honest with you, but I don't want to call early. You know, I call you once a week. But so yeah, we'll see about that. We'll, we'll, I'll deal with that. But I want to, you know, let me get some glory in for you. Before we have to deal with the, the um, I'm not sure if the bodies are going to rise up or not. This, um, and the, these people they kind of interpret stuff, so it's like they're always proven the religion. I think I might have been accidentally started. Uh, um, but then people, the thing was I got mad because someone said the mold gods and the new Barky. That's why I made that pun, and I punched that guy in the face, Barky. I missed. And hit him in his ear. So I guess I didn't punch him in his face, but I, I wanted to. And it hurt because, uh, yeah, um, so he was real mad. End up, he was uh, some sort of big sep septon type guy for, uh, uh, I don't know, but he shouldn't have said mole's guts in the new. And then someone said he has speech uh, impediment, and he didn't say mole's guts, but I don't believe that. And neither do you gods. You know better. So anyway, with Alderman thing, um, last week I had to go prove to this jerk that I knew the witches uh, that I made up. What an idiot. He wants me to prove that. And then, you know, the witches are going to boil him up or whatever. I can't remember. I told you. I told him last week. But I figured I'd, like, stoke a lot of resentment. And um, I don't know, gods. Like I said, this doing stuff for you guys has really uh, turned a corner for me, being an awful person. Um and, you know, this, even if I started a war, it was for you guys, not me, right? So my self-esteem is not taking a blow. Well, a little bit, but maybe in a good way because I just don't want to see people, you know, get killed over a, a war I started uh, for you uh, by accident. Anyway, gods, uh, my thing aside, so 
what I did was I, the whole alderman thing was I decided this guy can't be that popular. He's ruling because he's in charge or uh, I couldn't figure it out. Um, I mean, later I'd figure it out. But so I said, you know, the whip, you know, the people are keep getting their stuff stolen because of this alderman. And pretty soon the witches are going to be coming into town because I'm way more sociable now that I'm working for you guys and not worried about boots or women or, well, I mean, I was doing the brothel inspections, but that's a hobby. Okay. And, um, anyway, I, I got banned from, because they said, you're no brothel inspector or you have no, actually said, no, you have no business inspecting a brothel wherever you're from. This was some brothel jerk. And so I said, the witch is going to get you too. So I started, um, just coming up with different ways. I'd take the, some of the people from, um, what do we call it, shut-in town or shut-in city, whatever I was calling it, and I'd bring them and, like, I'd bury them in leaves and they would rise up. And and every once in a while, like, first I started doing that and then they'd just wander away, which which pretty good for some of them, like, that are uh, have issues going on. But we're still taking care of making sure they're hydrated. We have a, we have a system of respectful uh, elder use, not elder abuse, crone. Okay, it's different, and because uh, it's for you guys, clearly. I mean, uh, crone. I don't know if I could. Abru- I know that would be a test if you were like, I want you to abuse those elders. You'd be like, crone, come on. You can't, you can't trick me. You don't want me to abuse your people. Uh, elder use. So first it was just like kind of like that, and then people were, you know, you let the rumors spread like wildfire. But uh, what happened was, this is where the trouble started, is uh, people started watching me and they would see me where the old people rised up and they'd see me touch them or whispering to them, but they weren't close enough to hear. They weren't close enough to hear, so you'd think that they would think that uh, I was whispering to them and I should have been doing it more on the down low, but they thought I was doing some sort of uh, like... uh, uh, religious uh, praying, and uh, you know, I would—I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but I like to brag on you when I'm in the pubs or inns, or even the brothels. Like the girl will be like, "Wow, that was uh, that was uh, you know, uh, that was the easiest the easiest client I ever had, other than the guy that wouldn't stop crying. Not I'm not the guy that wouldn't stop crying. I'm just like whatever." I said, well, let's see, you can thank the uh, old gods and the new, but particularly, you know, uh, you know, know, whatever, you know, Jester likes me every once in a while, it'd be funny, you know, how it is. So that was a funny lovemaking session. She's like, oh, that's what you call She just laughed. So that was Jester done. So I've been bragging on you guys and bragging about you, I think, I don't know, or, you know, uh, proselytizing. And then people saw me praying, and these bodies riding, riding up. And then once, like, the stuff with the shut-in city, I, those people had nothing to do. But once they got healthy with all the eating we've been doing, and then uh, people with venereal diseases were isolated. They were just having sex with each other, so no more spread of that. So some of them, unfortunately, passed on to you gods, but the rest of them. So then they people just started getting into it, like— um, like a holiday and they were wandering in the city 
and grabbing people or just doing weird. It was hilarious, guys. I don't have all day, you know, but it was like something out of a movie that I might put in a tree for Barky that he never returns. Uh, like Goonies was in Barky's tree, Barky. Um, I know you love that movie and you just keep watching over. But anyway, God, I'm like, yeah. Uh, so at some point the people in the village, they're called the aldermen and then, and then they will, they, they would see me and they're like, well, what if like the old people were creeping them out and some people like they'd move into people's houses and I don't know what it was with this town, but they actually bought that these people were dead or that some of them just didn't like their parents. I think there was a lot of elder, um, whatever you call it when you're. You're fed up with somebody and then you, whatever. But, uh, you know, their mom moved back in with them. And they told the alderman to either, you know, it was either him. And they were like, just, you know, and he calls me and he's like, okay, what can you do to get rid of all these old people? And I said, you got to get out of here, bro. And he said, no, I'll just kill them all. And I said, who's going to kill them? Uh, You know, we, we stole all your swords and all the weapon supplies and we had you know we we threw him in the river and he said who's we and i said the coven of witches i run i'm i'm a warlock and uh, i'm about to uh put a hex uh, hex on you with a lightning bolt and there's gonna be a lightning bolt on your forehead you know that's oh no wait that's that symbolizes power you know i i don't know man i'm gonna mess you up and he's a, he, this guy, he was stubborn. And he was like, I'm going to, and I said, fine. Uh, and then I went to the people. I said, you get rid of this alderman. I'll get rid of these old people. And, uh, and, the, and I said, you know, and, and then, so the guy was gone. I don't want to tell you what happened to him because it was, whew. and I think of people finally, like once he was gone, uh, honestly, I'm pretty sure he was like some sort of magician or something. Cause the people in the town, they got a little bit more less dense, They're pretty quick they figured out. And I said, um, you want to get rid of these people, treat them with some respect like you would the goddess the crone. And crone and I made up all these stories and people would gather around. I don't remember the stories, but they are good. I was like, you know, about your wisdom and all that. And then I made up like, you know, like the stories, you guys, I don't know if you listen to Barky again. I put all that stuff on the old iPod up there. That rained, so if it doesn't work, I get it. I just figured you're a god and might be able to dry it out, but I had all my podcasts on there. So I told all these stories about you guys, and they were great. Um, about I can't remember them, though, because that's a problem sometimes. I didn't record those because it was like spoken word around a fire or around a well. But these people, they were lapping it up. They were like, they're missing something. And so you could start, yeah, treat, be kind. That's how you get rid of uh, this stuff. So everybody starts being kind. And, uh, you know, and then they're like, well, when's the payout? When, you know, I helped this lady. You know, we reopened the, uh, those things. And then uh, they're like, how are we going to pay for it? I'm like, tax the rich. And then that's trouble started. And they called in these big um, septin types. And that's, uh, you know, we, we I don't want to get into the let me see if I can put a lid on this stuff and then, um, you know, get back to you guys next week about the whole thing. But I think that guy's gone. Uh, Bolton. Bolton Clegane was his fake name. 
Um, on a side note, Smith, I don't know if you have operations up there, but you can kick it into high gear because we are probably going to need some weapons down here just in case because they sent – I didn't realize that in this – that uh, the religions had soldiers, some of the big shots do. So uh, they would get, that was with the battling. But everyone – a lot of people are on my side. They like the uh, – you know, I was singing songs about you guys. I got minstrels. It's fun. Uh, well, it was until the killing started. Uh, but, uh, you know, gods, don't worry. Uh, more souls to go around or something. You know how it is. And, uh, I mean, good thing is Crone, Miller, Smith, Barkey, Jester. I don't know. If, I mean, maybe this isn't good, but I, mean, I don't know what you guys want. But these people are sac willing to sacrifice well, they don't really know you. They know my version of you, which is kind of not probably accurate because I haven't met you guys. I wasn't raised on you guys. I've just kind of grown to be, grown and developed an affinity for out of all the gods. And plus I came up, you know, Miller, you were like a B-level, you know, you were in the minor leagues. I brought you up. Barky, I brought you in from the, you know, that other team. They, you know, brought you out of retirement or whatever they want to call it, like, uh, you know, brought you into the fold. And Jester, I just kind of knew your soul was, uh, uh, cracked me up. I thought, uh, you know, I want to be your boy. I want to hang. As long as you stay away from the maiden. So that's it, Gads. Um, I'll be um, trying to put a cap on this or hiding under my covers, uh, up to one or the other, uh, or both. So uh, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your humble, uh, well, there's a humble stuff might be that might be the other problem because they kind of christened me some. Well, we'll talk about it next week. God's okay. Thank you so much for this opportunity, this lessons of life lessons, and and the um, the brothel inspections were good while they lasted. So that was I got that. To, I don't have any more, but uh, if you give me, you know, if you find a way to you know get me back into any of them. That'd be great, but otherwise I'll be here. Thank you, God, and good night. All right, and rest well, especially you, Crone, sweet, sweet Crone. Thank you, especially you. Good night. Thank you.